check hello we're back we're back it's the herald of modcast over our jet lag sort of you are better than i am i am yeah i feel pretty okay right now it might be the coffee and the red bull and the (laughs) (laughs) five hour no i don't drink red bulls it's gross it is kind of i don't drink red bulls it's been like three years three four years i've had an energy drink nothing no sodas nothing yeah, so we just got back from our epic trek across the UK, mapping out uh, uh, filming locations for Harry Potter. And it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Even for a guy, I'm not really a huge Harry Potter fan. And just the locations themselves have so much history behind them anyway that it's like, it's good for anybody. Really. I yeah. found it's like pretty incredible yeah. going through London going through edinburgh going through the highlands of scotland like anyone yeah would enjoy we went that. around the countryside of england um went to glasgow yeah what we're gonna do is we're gonna break down this trip uh by break location and get kind of give you our run through and our tips and travel tricks and survival guide and and also i will be posting my full uh wrap up on our blog thehmcnetwork.com forward slash blog that will have all of these locations all the hotels all the restaurants all the mapping information you could ever want so you could ever want yeah you thought you wanted you thought you had enough but there's more (laughs) and you're gonna want it yeah you're gonna be like wow that's what i want (laughs) (laughs) so we flew virgin atlantic shout out virgin atlantic which we generally do when we go to that overseas part of the world. Yeah, yeah for sure shout out premium economy yeah if you can do it and we got lucky and got really a cheap very cheap premium economy ticks now granted we went in january it's off season but if you can do it and you know you can brave the weather which was bad but we're not that bad it wasn't well, fucking miserable it wasn't great well there were a couple of days that were worse than others <laughs> yeah, but overall we'll talk about it. overall i wasn't mad at the weather no it didn't ruin the trip i mean i think that's what people to, should know yeah you know? it's not gonna ruin your trip if you're going to the uk it's going to be crappy weather periodically i mean you can go at a better time of year you, sure you, you can you sure can but you're gonna pay more you're gonna so pay more keep that in mind so we uh, we flew into London, we flew into Heathrow, and mm-hmm. just... Uh, direct trip. Direct trip, which Couldn't is nice. Couldn't even get nice. through Valerian on a fucking plane, we should oh mention. Oh my God. We or were, Atomic Blonde. Yeah, you tried to watch that one. But Valerian on the way there... Was horrible. We tried to watch it together. It was so bad. I think after 20 minutes we stopped it. No, it was it. a bit longer. It was, was like it? 50 minutes. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. So technically, if it would have been a 90, 90 minute movie, which it probably should have been, it would have equaled about 20 minutes. So bad. And that's about as much of the story as we got after like 50, 55 minutes. We're like, what the fuck is even going on here? Yeah. And those two dingbats... Like Tweedledee and Tweedledum, the the skinny, ugly bunch. Yeah, they just should not be helming a movie. Well, it's ten hour trip for us, right? So if we literally had to shut off a movie because right. we hated it on a ten hour trip, that's what I because I always watch bad <laughs> movies on airplanes. It's my favorite thing to do because <laughs> yeah. on the premium economy and other whatever airline you're on, you usually just scroll through it, touch screen, and pick what movies you want to watch. And I always watch the movies. I would never watch. Right. You know what I mean? And I get a kick out of that. And generally, I can get through them and be like, well, that was bad, but it ate hey, two hours. Yeah, and it ate two hours yeah, of a 10 hour try- flight. Who cares? You know, you're trying to. Just burn time. I'll tell you what I discovered on the return. 
was they had the entire season of The Handmaid Tale. Oh, yeah. And I, oh my God, it's so fucking good. Yeah, it's you're saying so that. so good. I binged, watched the entire thing, and it is so good. It, you've got to see it. It's uh, All the episodes are on Hulu. You can do a free trial for a month and just get busy and mm. watch all of them and then cancel and then your cancel free trial. Fuck you, Hulu. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I beat Mario World on my Nintendo 3DS. Oh, yeah, you did On the that. way back. And I finished <laughs> The Shining, the book The Shining. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which is an interesting read going from hotel to hotel because it takes place in a haunted hotel. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a, I got creepers a couple of nights. I know, it was pretty It's did. a great book, though. It's a great fucking book. My God, very different from the movie, and that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other episode. Yeah, really. All right, well, let's keep this moving because we have a lot to get to. So, Do we ever. Uh, we get into Heathrow, and I just wanted to give you guys some travel tips uh it is pretty easy to get to london from heathrow but it's going to cost you if you want it to be easy express we, yeah we ended up taking the heathrow express which takes about 15 minutes but it is 22 pounds one five one, we yeah. should say versus the hour to 90 An minutes hour 20 yeah, yeah an hour to 90 minutes you're right and you have to switch stops if and, you take the tube and granted it's like 250 pound two two pounds yeah 50 or something. it's much cheaper much cheaper we've but done it yeah we've done it too and it's not that bad if you have time to kill but after a 10-hour flight and you're getting there you just want to get to the hotel yeah you're you just, kind of like fuck and it's very easy to find it's the purple line the guy in the well, purple they're at suit you. the minute you get off oh, yeah, when you're walking towards it. the tube they're ready to get you and they'll pounce on you and it is expensive it's 22 pounds one way and quite frankly when you when you it's the two of us yeah we probably could have taken an uber for that price yeah you could have and I wish I had thought about that. Yeah, because Uber, we weren't no, but we weren't sure if we Ubers weren't sure were was Uber were banned. We also weren't sure how expensive an Uber from there would be. I think it probably would have been similar priced. Yeah, from Heathrow. Yeah, yeah. it would have been similar to where our hotel was. But at that time, because we went a couple years back and we were taking Ubers, and then this whole bill passed, and there was like this there was issues Uber in ban. London. Right, they so, apparently was never banned, but people were trying to get it banned. Yeah, for sure, the cabbies. So, long story short, if you're one person and you want to save headaches and time, you can take the uh, Heathrow Express for 22 pounds. If there's a group of you, if there's more than one of you, you you want to, you might want to brave the tube or take an Uber. Yeah. Um, so, we get in. And one other note, check your uh, cell phone provider's partner carriers overseas before yes. you travel because yes. one of the biggest issues was we get there we arrive at paddington station and we get out and neither one of our cell phones were working so we could no data no data no gps we couldn't call an uber to that get was the to other our hotel. thing right and we were like desperately then we couldn't bring up our tube maps and our this and that yeah. and we were like ah, and we were tired and frustrated we had to ask people and they give us directions and we're like wait that's not right like even employees of the yeah, station employees gave us a wrong and yeah you know, we went that way and he told us to go that yeah, way they're not and great with that there. no but, not really but then although they are very nice but yes. the, the one uh after i ended up calling t-mobile and finding out that we needed to switch our network provider to their partner which is vodafone but yeah. just make sure you figure that out before you leave because it will cause it will it will alleviate a lot of stress yeah. if you're ready to go and, and you'll get the service that you sh- you're paying for overseas right well and one note too that i called and verified that we had free data unlimited text and we were all good to go over there but what they didn't tell me was this piece of the puzzle i had to find out on my yeah, own. yeah right which is that 
you might have a problem if you're not on one of our partner carriers. Well, because it sort of defaults to a carrier, and it might not be the one that you're partnered with. Right. So if it's not, then you're going to get worse service, and you're not going to know why. Right. And it is in your settings. You have to go sort of into your a little deeper into the settings of your cell phone to like access and choose a carrier network. So it's not a matter of just like it pops up and says, select which one you want. Welcome to England, right. you, you big turkey. <laughs> I mean, anywhere you go in the world, you need to know that. that that's yeah. a piece of information you need to figure out. Now, that said, uh, coverage was pretty good pretty everywhere good. we went. Pretty good, yeah, definitely. Um, it wasn't the, like, American 4T, 4G LTE that I was used some to. some places it was. Some places, periodically. I remember but not it, I would get some things that was funny. It would be, like, 3G. Yeah, Then it would go G. to 2G. I got a G at one And point. then it would go all the way down to G. You just fucking totally <laughs> just stepped all over what I was going to do. You Sorry. fucking excitable jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I got a G. Were you going to say G? Because that's where I was going with that. Very nice. Carrying on. All right. So uh, we, as far as transportation in London, we walked a lot. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. You see the city. You get you dress warmly. Bring on a fucking umbrella. At any time of year you're going to go there, you need an umbrella and you need layers. Yeah. And I prepared for like a little, I brought like a little collapsible day day bag kind of thing which is very handy because yeah. i have my sort of laptop bag where i carry all of my shit and my books and uh, all the hand sanitizer and that shit but i don't want to lug that around every right. time we leave the hotel so i can literally put this little like collapsible nylon bag you zip it up and throw it in your suitcase yep. and that thing was uh worth every penny yeah i took that every time we left the hotel the backpack the, yeah yeah the yeah it's a collapsible backpack, yeah. not just like a bag. Yeah, there's backpacks, yeah. there's duffels, mine's a backpack, yeah, and it's very nice, and it's very um, well-made, handy. Yeah, you just throw whatever you need in there, maps, snacks, chargers. Yeah, get snacks. You're going to want snacks. Uh, so like we snacks. walked a lot. We did take a couple black cabs. Yeah, they were cool. They were cool. They were more expensive. A little more expensive. Uh, we did take Uber. Uh, we took the tube quite a bit, uh, yep. and we also took the bus quite a bit. Make sure to get an Oyster card, too. Yeah, very important. If you're in the UK, get yourself an Oyster card and top it off. Don't don't uh, do fare by fare kind of thing. It's cheaper to have the Oyster card. And you can actually go to the website, pay for it, order it online, and then pick it up at a kiosk when you get there. Yeah, it's handy. They make handy. it pretty easy. It's very handy. Mm-hmm. And then you can top it up on an app on your phone. Yeah, it's super handy. So, um, okay. So, as far as... The Harry Potter stuff. I'm going to go through this in terms of what was the coolest. One note before we get to that, though, uh, because we one of the things we took a bus to Trafalgar Square and ended up in a festival that they called London uh, Luminary. Luminary. Yeah, Luminary. And it was very cool. It's I guess it's a yearly thing where they take um, sort of landmarks, historical landmarks, and they hire these... Out, abstract artists sort of Banksy style people and they do these live light up show uh, installations Trafalgar Square they do one at Leicester Square yep. at Piccadilly Circus and it's all just lights and there was one that was a garden full of lit up badgers and deers and, yeah. and it's all over the city a honey badger the honey badgers. Puff mascot yeah that's your th- your uh, little house <laughs> <laughs> You love light-up badgers. House, yep. Your house on the prairie. 
Yeah, and I guess they do it once a year, and it's all over the city. And you kind of just bump. They did one at uh, Westminster Abbey, and yeah, you know, it was a lot of tourism actually. Yeah, even in January. Even in January, fuck me, it was a grip of people from all over the country. Yeah, in all sorts of different languages, different. You know, and this is January. It was pretty, pretty cool. It was cold. It was cold. It was yeah. cool. And it was cold. <laughs> well, we were out that night. So we started. Now, I should preface this by saying that I did an enormous amount of research putting together like a Google Maps Harry Potter tour, getting all the filming locations, known ones, mapping them out, putting them on a master map, which turned out to be basically useless because Google Maps has a bug in it with their smart. It's limited because when you do your own map, it you open it up on your phone you can't click on the list of things that you've created you can only zero in and zoom in on the uh, locations that you've put a pin on on the map right and you can't click them in the side menu you can't click them and see on a desktop you can click on it and go oh here's all the information i Mm -hmm. added and all this stuff Mm -hmm. so i mean it was helpful but it wasn't helpful which is why our parent company nerd nation is um, working on a uh, nerd uh, filming locations app. So stay tuned for more information about that because this is part of why we were there. Um, But anyways, I did a lot of research on it, so I knew where we were going to go, but it was always kind of a challenge because Google Maps wasn't functioning quite properly for this. Mm -hmm. So we started out, we did it sort of in zones, and we started out going to St. Pancras Station, which is uh, they use as the external for where the Hogwarts Express goes. Oh, really? And um, yeah, we took some cool pictures there. Remember of outside where they show the flying car? We put some on our Instagram that were cool. I like cars. <laughs> um, the external uh, St. Pancras was very cool. King's Cross Station itself, it, they do that was like, I don't know, I guess you got to go if you want to go see the nine platform nine and three quarters which they have on a wall and there's can, a lot of people there are a lot of people in line and there's a big harry potter store it's definitely like very touristy yeah, shit yeah you're not gonna miss that uh if you go there but the real filming location stuff is saint pancras station which is the old looking one and when you go in it there's amazing artwork there. Remember we saw that giant sculpture called The Meeting Place where we, we took pictures oh, underneath yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Like the history of the London Railway. Yeah. It, done in like a bronze sculpture. It's very, very smart. Yeah, it was by a sculptor named Paul Day, and it's uh, commonly known as The Lovers because it's two people embracing. Yeah. And then around in like a 360 degree, it sort of tells the story. Very detailed sculpture in, in solid bronze. All yeah. these different vignettes. Of you know people laying the tracks down and people meeting after the war and bringing home soldiers that are injured. Yeah. And there was one that had like a nice butt. There was like a nice big <laughs> you butt. Wanted a picture in I front got of a it. picture with that. <laughs> I was like, this is the one that I'll remember forever. This nice ass made of bronze. It's funny because there's a lot of like wear on the butt <laughs> where people had sort of rubbed it for luck. I myself put I didn't my hands off that. it. Oh yeah, me neither. I didn't touch it either. <laughs> What an oddly nice butt on that sculpture. So in never thought you'd hear those words. Man, that sculpture's <laughs> got a nice ass. I will say one thing. When you are going to look for St. Pancras and King's Cross Station, there's a lot of misinformation well, There's online. a lot of people. It's very busy. Yeah, but there's yeah. a lot of misinformation online in terms of where to find the Harry Potter location. The, the external St. Pancras 
is where you're going to want pictures where the Chamber of Secrets flying car was. There's a mall inside that station mm-hmm. that connects to King's Cross, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. And it, it's all contained in there. You don't, you know, again, it'll be all in my follow-up article. Right. It is easy to get turned around if you're going off your Google map, though. We walked, like, for 15 minutes out of the way. It was pain in the ass. We were so pissed. Well, it took us to this one thing. It was, it was like a kebab <laughs> restaurant. I'm <laughs> like, I don't, this doesn't seem very magical. <laughs> and some guy, like, offered sex to me. And I'm like, that's, and he said, he's like, I can be Harry Potter if you want me to. (laughs) And I was like, okay. (laughs) Uh, From there, we went to the British Library and they were having an exhibit called Harry Potter. Go figure. A History of Magic. Yeah. They did do that. Which was very cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, they broke it down into like herbology and fortune telling and magical creatures and, and potions, potions, all the different classes that you have at Hogwarts. And each one was its own room. Dark arts. Dark arts. Yeah, yeah it was cool. But then it was mostly sort of like Harry Potter. Yeah. But then how this thing, how these things played out in like real life over the years of historically. You yeah. Know what I mean? So a lot of artifacts of historical yeah, things significance yeah. that aren't really related to jk rowling or they had a couple of her like original drawings of like this is what so-and-so looked like when she first conceived that character and it would say on loan from jk rowling's collection right but it wasn't a lot of props from the movies or no interviews or anything like that it was more of just uh sort of inspired by harry potter which it was much more academic it's the british library right um, I mean, yeah, it wasn't Universal Studios. So. For the tours, for the trop stuff, you're going to want to go to the studio tour. But the, this was, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, there was she, there was one of her manuscripts, literally mm-hmm. original handwritten manuscript mm-hmm. of the first book. And there was a script of her with like notes in the script yeah. for one of the films. For Fantastic Beasts, I think. Yeah, yeah. Which, it was cool. Yeah. Like, again, I'm not like a diehard Harry Potter fan, but it is cool to see. And like, the, it was packed. Yeah. And, oh, it was really and, packed. And if you're a fan, you're going to that station yeah it's a five minute walk yeah so the location you'll just just go like i'm not sure how long they're running it It runs till the end of february it's february yeah unfortunately it ends february 28th it's a moving location it's i think it's traveling but uh yeah well for our purposes it was uh pretty handy you know we literally just walked down the street and got to see this whole harry potter thing then that's what you were there to do we were there to do well and we were told in advance we couldn't get tickets. Oh, yeah. You called and said there's press and stuff. emailed, oh, it's sold out, sold out, sold out. And we were like, well, what if we just walk up? No, nope, we can't did. get in. And we just walked up. And the guy him. was like, hi, welcome for yeah. two. And I was like, yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, for two. Yes, right now. So don't before they sell out. Listen to this sold out shit. You yeah. can walk in and get a ticket. Yeah, I guess like all pre tickets were sold out, but so what? But it's very deceiving. The it way is they deceiving. Just say you can walk up and get tickets. You big turkey. Yeah. What do you mean? Why are you making all this like hullabaloo? <laughs> oh yeah, we're sold out. But yeah, if you just go in and get yourself a ticket, you'll have no problem. Right. Oh okay. Thanks for the information, <laughs> jerk. So after we 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 did a very long walk, which sort of did us in about a, a bit, up from St. Pancras and King's Cross to the location of 12 Grimold Place, which is the headquarters of the Order of the Phoenix. It's one of two locations in London. This is the one where it's the actual houses that they stood in front of when they move, when Mad-Eye Moody moves it and the headquarters appears. However... They used another location for the park that they walk out of, which mm. 
uh, is in Lincoln Park in London. But this is the one you want to go to. Um, to me, it was one of those like magical moments of, oh, my God. For me, I was like, this looks like an apartment complex yeah. <laughs> where my daddy used to stay. Fans will want to go here. It's a good one. We were pretty exhausted by the time we got up there because we walked up kind of a big hill to get there. I mean, maybe been, it's more like we were walking and walking trying to find stuff. And that's sort of different than walking and just seeing the sights, I find. Especially if you True. can't find what you're looking for. Yeah. Because you're like, where the fuck is this place? Yeah. And then you're walking, you're walking, and you have, then the map is like, go back the way you came right. stupid and you're like what and then <laughs> that, that i find that wears you out more than just sort of enjoying it at your own pace and yeah, seeing stuff it's true because you're like oh i just want to have a coffee and sit down and get something to eat yep and when we did that pretty cool pretty mm-hmm. cool well we, don't we get food. i mean mm-hmm. we did walk around the corner and found this very cool coffee shop called ground control which very is tiny it's tiny it is a chain in london um and this one I don't know what the neighborhood is, but it will be in my article. And it was perfect because they had toasties, which is a big thing there. Big you know? thing there. It's sort of a grilled cheese, but with extra stuff. But I guess the bread's a little different. It's a grilled cheese. But they have different versions of it. But they also have a panini. They're like, do you want the panini or the toasty? And for me, it's like, what's the difference? One's grilled and one's fried? But it's not fried. It's like pan fried. Well, the toasty's in regular bread. Right. And panini's in sort of a specialty bread. I guess. I mean, but you put there's one there is like a panini press that makes a panini. Yeah. And then is there a toasty (laughs) press that... Do you put it in a toaster? I don't know, but they're good. They are good, and they're filling, and they're nice on a cold day. And this was very affordable because you got, I think for the two of us, it was like 12 pounds. Yeah, we got a pot of tea, two toasties. Two. Each had our own in it. Very large. Very large. That was the other thing. We could have split it. We could have, but I wanted my own, yeah. Uh, And a little side salad, yeah, for 12 pounds. And that's the other thing. You're going to, unless you're like spending big, you know, with the exchange rate, you're going to be looking for stuff that's quick and cheap and Absolutely. easy. Absolutely. And there's a lot of good kebab places. They got some of the cool, nicest kebabs. You know, it's definitely a UK staple. Yeah. Indian food and then the kebab. Kebabs. Uh, one of the well, another location that's kind of like a magical moment for fans was Lambeth Bridge, which is where the Knights bus in Azkabez. Azkaban goes over. Azkabaza. Azkaban. Azkaban. And we, our hotel was right around the corner from that. Oh yeah, we walked there. Yeah, we just walked over there. That was cool. We ended up taking the bus, that double-decker bus, there a few times. Yeah, it was cool. Um, But then the coolest thing about that was that at Victoria Tower Gardens, which Mm -hmm. is behind Westminster Abbey, essentially. Oh yeah. The there's um. A co- one of these six in the world casts of Rodin's Burgers of Calais sculpture, famous sculpture. Yeah. And we took pictures. You spotted it because my stepmother has uh, done several books on this sculpture and Rodin. And yeah. you spotted it a mile away and we're like, oh my God, isn't that the burgers? And it we're is. Like, what? Yeah, because we saw that in Paris. We saw the one in Paris the one at in the Paris. Rodin Museum. Yeah. And so there was another one there. I think there's there was one, one in, in Boston. Oh, there's one in Pasadena. There's, oh, yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. one in Washington, D.C. on the mall. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one uh, in Pasadena at the Norton Simon Museum. I thought there was one at the MFA in Boston. We There was one. Maybe there is. There was Didn't one. Didn't know. Because we one went in there. Calais. The original one's in Calais. Right. France. Certainly. Because it's the burgers of Calais. Right. It's a very interesting story. It's, uh, you know, the king of England was going to destroy this town. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
the six elders of the community basically sacri- said they would sacrifice themselves, themselves. if they spared the town. Yes. And it's a sculpture of them go- going their to final their moments, death, yeah. but they don't. He spares them. He spares them, yes. But it, it's like a very interesting study in well, humanity. Well, because each, each and, person has a different expression on their yeah. face and is, is standing in a different way. Is sort of shows you like different stages of grief and this yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, it's a very interesting, very, very, very interesting, very intelligent. So if you, uh, if you go and you want to see Lambeth Bridge, because there's not, I mean, you go see Lambeth Bridge and obviously you're not going to see the Night Bridge because that's all CGI. And, um, and it's a bridge. And then it's a bridge. Once you cross it, you're like, well, I guess that's what the bridge does. Well, I mean, it is a very cool piece in the movie. Mm. Um, and the night bridge, which is blue, squeezes through two red double-decker London buses. Oh. And they do make the bridge look a little bit more fancy in the movie. It's got lit up with lights and stuff, so yeah. that's not there. But when you see one of those buses pass over the bridge, you're like, oh, fuck, that's it. And it's cool. That's cool. But a really fun thing to do is walk along the Thames and go to the, see the burgers right there. Yeah. Kind of keep walking around that neighborhood. And that whole neighborhood's Westminster Abbey, and yeah, there's a big uh, another square and Big Ben's right there. It's definitely a you know box to check as a tourist if you've never been to London before. Right. Um, other highlights uh, for Harry Potter fans: um, Minolima. It's a uh, exhibit. It's a gallery and store by. Uh, Designers Mira Fora Mina and Eduardo Lima, who sound like Harry Potter characters. Yeah, they do, don't they? Um, they did all of the graphic artwork for all the movies, which means every time a character is holding a book, that had to be designed by an artist. Right. And they literally did content for all the books. That's intense. And all the posters of the wanted posters, all the, the, the map, you know, the right. Marauder's map, all that stuff. Jesus. So there's a lot of it in this exhibit hall, and it's a four-story like 17th century house in London. Oh, yeah. I wasn't there with you for that one. Yeah. It's in, it's near Shaftesbury Avenue. I think I was drinking heavily in a pub, <laughs> shouting at a soccer match <laughs> with, with a bunch of old men I had just met <laughs> eating kebabs. Sounds fun. You it was really great. are in this kebab mode, aren't the you? Kebabs, man. <laughs> when in Rome, you go to England and eat a kebab. <laughs> Uh, but that was a that's absolutely a must see when you go there, and you can also hang out in Shaftesbury Avenue in that area, which was featured in Deathly Hallows One. Um, the Cursed Child is uh, playing there, you know, her in play, the West End, yeah, which is in the West End, and it's fun to go see the uh, you know the the outside of the theater and oh, it's decked out, yeah, it's, it's quite the cool. production. Even the outside of the theater has got this sort of. You know the the the, the signage yeah. and the thing. It's like all three dimensional. Like yeah. yeah, it is. It's all like it looks like something from Universal Studios. It does or it's Disneyland. Cool. It's yeah, very cool. Um, also, uh, St Paul's Cathedral in London, which is beautiful and a lovely place to go. It in there is the spiral staircase leading up to Professor Trelawney's class in Azkaban. Mm. Um, that's absolutely worth going to. Um, and while you're over there, you can go to the Australian High Commission, which is the outside of Gringotts. And that's one of those moments as a fan, when you look at the front of the building, you go, oh my God, Gringotts. It's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, Matthew uh, and I, Matthew, who's the founder of the Cauldron Pub pop-ups, who's doing magical potions classes in London right now. It's the cauldron.io. He and I geeked out over that together. That's fun. Um, there's a lot in London. There's um, Leadenhall Market, which in the first movie, Haggard and Harry are walking through it, and they enter the Leaky Cauldron from there. 
um, Borough Market. Um, there's a florist shop called Chez Michel's, which is the entrance to the Leaky Cauldron in Azkaban. Um, there's many things that you could do. Um, mm-hmm. The things that I've mentioned are the things that you should do without yeah, a doubt. without a doubt. So from London, we went to Oxford. Yeah, we did. Which... Oh, while we're in London, I want to shout out, uh, oh, shout out. Retromania Thrift Shop oh, for okay. hooking me up with a, a really nice, I found out, it was too cold and we just were not prepared and we were worried because they said there was snowing in Scotland. Yeah. And so we were like, well, fuck, we're this cold in, in London and in Oxford it was freezing. Yeah. And so I was like, I better buy a coat. And I went and I was like, should I go to there like TJ Maxx, whatever? I'm like, well, let me go to these thrift stores real quick. And I found one that was within walking distance of our hotel called Retromania. And I was able to find a, like a three quarter length all wool made in Scotland trench coat mm-hmm. that fit perfectly and was 25 pounds. Yeah. And so I bought that. I was like sold and it fit perfectly. It was super warm. And it's a hundred you know, vintage. It's really and, nice. Yeah. And so like shout shout they had like a bargain basement. They're like, oh, go go down there, we have like cheaper stuff and it was in really well conditioned for being, you know, something from the seventies. Made in Scotland. Made in Scotland, hundred percent lambs wool. That's like nice. that counts for something. And it Hell definitely yeah. got me through the rest of that trip nice and warm and looking fresh and stylish. Yeah, we both had a bike. Like coats. a real metal man. Mine wasn't as stylish. No, yours was kinda crummy, but <laughs> <laughs> but it kept you warm. <laughs> it did keep me warm. That's all that matters. Um, I will also say that in London, we stayed at the Doubletree by Hilton Westminster, which was a great location. It's yeah. not really Westminster. It's really Lambeth Bridge area. Yeah, it's, it's close it's enough. It's close enough. You it's, can walk. You can walk. You're right next to Burberry's headquarters, though, which is kind of cool. Yeah. We walked by that like every time we left the fucking hotel. Great location. Mm-hmm. Um, the beds were crap. Could barely like sleep yeah. in it. Well, Horrible yeah. beds. I mean, if you have preconditing orthopedic stuff, like I-, I slept okay. But I should also say they had a happy hour in the lounge, yeah, a free happy hour, which was really a big deal because we ended up like getting dinner essentially from their there. Happy well, they hour. had hot food and they yeah. had free beer and wine. Yes, and they had every draft night every night for two hours. Yeah, you could have Beck's on tap, or they had the like London's finest beer, which is a beer I'd never had before. And it was right. pretty good, and so I would like drink my weight in beer and eat some samosas <laughs> and Bob's your uncle. It was and great. And then we had free breakfast, which was also a big deal. Big deal. That stuff matters, especially for it our business. It really does. It just cuts out a lot of extra thought. Yeah. You know? And if you're a Hilton member, um, which you can easily do, you, you can get free Wi-Fi. I mean, it's I, I it's do, useful. I definitely yeah, recommend it. For sure. It's, uh, it's a clean, nice, upscale, not crazy upscale, but it's a really good uh, the staff is the best yeah it was good it's good if you're on business and it's good if you're just like if you're a tourist and you want something that's a little bit more than whatever comfort in but it's affordable and it's it was affordable. not that expensive no and if you're a member you get that lounge just gratis it's yeah. awesome um okay so oxford we took the train there from paddington station it took about an hour um the train prices from london are anywhere from like 15 pounds to 30 pounds um, you kind of have to be willing to go at weird hours to get the cheaper price, yep. which we did. Yeah, we got up at the crack of dawn. Of butt. Yeah, took a. I think we took a a black cab. Yeah, we did because there's guys just there outside guys the hotel. Right outside, and we're like, Fuck. we didn't want to miss the train, so we're like, you sir, let's go. And uh, we took that, and we got there in an hour. Mm-hmm. Not um, bad. It was 
horrible weather. Pissing rain and cold rain. Very cold. And that was before I got my new jacket. And as soon as I stepped off the train, I was like, I'm not going to be warm enough. Like, yeah. I already knew. And I had like, oh, you know, I had a nice, it's a, like a Kohan sort of raincoat. But like a trench coat style, and it's really nice. It's just not fucking warm enough. Yeah, that north. Face. I had a you know like those north face down jackets. Yeah. Underneath. I know, and that's so that's how cold it was. And and so I literally had to go. They had like a little mall with a Uniqlo, and I had to just go buy a cheap sweater yeah. and just throw it on and layer up. Yeah, they, right they, away. Like, oh fuck, let me just hop in the store and, and find. We walked a, there in about five minutes. A bargain rack. Yeah, it was nice. Oxford's cool. Oxford's cool. You get out of the Oxford's train. Oxford's super cool. You 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 walk, and then it's odd because there's this brand new mall area, which obviously there's students there, so they got to do. You know, I don't know when that was built. Oh yeah, it was super like L.A. fucking Century City Plaza. Yeah, and it's it was all brand new, covered. Covered. Yeah, not open mall, but you can walk in. It's not like doors. It's sort no. of open open but like a closed yeah but closed yeah roofed. it's yeah it's h&m unique glow all this everything, all this shit everything. johnson and murphy a yeah. bunch of food places it's super modern and super you know contemporary uh design yep. stuff and then you keep walking and you get to like, like in the, the oldest yeah the 10th century <laughs> oldest library in the world working library yeah there's i mean oxford if you're a harry potter fan is and you have to go there's no excuse you're doing it because so much has been filmed there for the films and clearly you see the inspiration the second you get there um for example bodleian library which is one of the oldest libraries in the world i think world, it's the oldest functioning library in the is, world that's what they said yeah Holy that's shit. what the tour guide said yeah and they um, have books from like the 14th century it was incredible and that's yeah. hogwarts library they literally oh. filmed that yep. that was used as Hogwarts Library. And you have to take a tour to go in it. You can't just go in it on your own. No. You can go in the Divinity School, uh, which is where they filmed, like, Goblet of Fire when the Weasley brothers try to hex the aging um, charm that Dumbledore puts on the Goblet of Fire. That whole sequence is filmed there. Mm -hmm. McGonagall's, uh, when she teaches them how to dance for Goblet of Fire, is filmed in there. There's a lot of stuff that's filmed and you instantly see it and you're like, oh shit. And they make it this. look so much bigger in the movie because yeah. you showed me the scenes. I'm like, that's it. It looks like this we giant hall. Yeah. yeah. And that's where you start your tour. Yeah. You know, and they, they're all aware. Like, they like they talk about it on the right. tour. Like, this is where this was done and they, you go upstairs. And the cool thing about that library is that you can get a card. You can get yes. a library card to this fucking yes. library. We could do it. We could do it. You don't have it. to be a citizen. No, or a student of Oxford. Nope. You know, it's like if you have the desire and you have a ID, yep. you can get one. You have a piece of mail. piece of mail with, with your, your name address. on it. Yeah, yeah it doesn't have to be funny. local. Yeah, and they literally they have stuff that dates back to the 14th century all, all the way up till now. And it's one of the last like copyright or one of the only copyright libraries in england where they get a copy of every single book that's published yeah they get one copy of since i don't know since copyright was discovered right so every wednesday they get a new copy of whatever books have been published that week by any author it's crazy it's uh, unbelievable i don't know where it all goes it goes underneath remember it's like underneath the streets it's oh, like miles yeah. of archives that they talked about you can't know you can't go down there unless right. you're, you know you work for the library whatever which is fine but it, it it is absolutely worth doing the tour the tour guide was so cool she was awesome yeah she really knew her stuff and she presented it and she didn't like not a dry boring tour tour no. guy way but then not overly cheesy tour guide yep. it was very sort of chill and kept your attention smart got got out the information yeah this is a tough little job to do it 
to get it sort of right yeah. in the sweet spot the tour guide i don't really like tours myself yeah i'm sort of ugh. you know i'd rather just see the <laughs> stuff on my own yep but uh that that was fun that was fun and you have to do a tour of it so in order to do it yeah you know? there, that's the thing i mean what we're sort of putting together is a self-guided tour on your own yeah. but there are things along the way that you kind of do have to jump into tours. Yeah. and and uh, you know some of it's worth it some of it's worth it and this for is sure. one of them that was one of them for sure and you, and then they they give you information. You go across the streets, this uh, library museum. You can see one of the original Magna Cartas, yeah, from the 12th century or yeah. whatever it is. is. Yeah, 12th century. Which yeah, is crazy, unbelievable. It's right there. You yeah. could eat it. I was going to eat it <laughs> and get its powers. <laughs> um, also, uh, their new college, which their cloisters, uh, there was featured Bunch in of stuff a was lot of there. stuff. Goblet of Fire had a lot of it there when when. Uh, Harry Potter goes to Cedric Diggory and he, they have those Potter Stinks badges. Mm-hmm. You see that tree that Malfoy stand, is standing in and um, Mad-Eye Moody turns him into a weasel. That's all. We walked through that there. That whole scene. And yeah, we were like, oh my God, that. this is it. It's, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. You know, like how much was actually shot there for that movie. Yeah. And Christ Church, which is a lot was filmed there, particularly like inspiration for the Great Hall. That you have to be very. You really want to go to it, but you got to be careful because it's closed a lot. So mm-hmm. um, you you can't. You, you got to check the times and all of that. And same with New College Cloisters. There's particular hours that they'll let the public go in. And right. It's like two o'clock to four after o'clock. two to four. Yeah, yeah, it's a functioning college, so there's students going in and out and stuff. Right. And, you know, so there's visitors at certain times. It's funny going to a school like that because you, know, you almost feel like you're freaking going to monk school. I know. Freaking Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> or the Name Roses, the Rose. Name of the Rose, yeah. or Christian Bale, or Christian Slater. Yeah, I mean. Get it right there, pal. <laughs> well, there's too many Christians. I'm a Catholic myself. Um, so from Oxford, we went to Gloucester Cathedral, which is an absolute must-see for fans. Mm-hmm. Um, so much of the movie um, movies were filmed there. Uh, the scene in which Ron and Harry are standing and watching the new students go by in Half-Blood Prince, and then they're, they're told to go to uh, Potions Class by McGonagall. That whole area is the cloisters of Gloucester Cathedral. But it's featured in a many, many scenes in all the movies. And also the troll scene in the first movie, um, the bathroom where the troll ends up with Hermione, that's there. The mm. door for it's there. So, and the minute you walk and you see those cloisters, you go, "Oh my God, this is this!" And you see it instantly as a fan. And you're well, so I was excited. also just blown away by the cathedral oh, the itself. Cathedral's incredible, unbelievable. They have this giant, like two-story organ that's like raised up above the actual yeah. uh, sort of pulpit. And then when we were in there, they actually had a children's choir singing when we got in. It yeah. was just super crazy because it's still a fully functioning church. Right. And it looks like, you know, Hunchback of Notre Dame, for God's sakes. Yeah, it's fascinating. And there's tombs. There's men buried yep. from all the way back to the 11th century kings and uh, fucking generals and, you know, old priests and stuff yeah those creepy you know raised tombs with the sarcophagus yeah Yeah, you push open and there's a you know hidden amulet or whatever well there's like some king arthur shit down there it's like really old stuff pretty cool we don't have that kind of history in our country hell no no this was very cool it's a must see see. the the only problem is um gloucester itself is kind of a dump the city yeah no offense gloucester but uh, we were fortunate enough to have our friends, um, Jeff and Rosie, shout out, 
Yeah, um, they to they them and yeah they live in England. GK. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I've been working with Jeff. He's a graphic designer for ten years wow. through several different uh, companies and things. And they offered to meet us in Oxford and drive us through the Cotswolds, which we did, which was beautiful. Yeah, that was cool. And then from there we went to Gloucester Cathedral, and then we took a train back to London from London from Gloucester. From Gloucester Station, yeah. But you're gonna want to have another place to go near Gloucester and do stuff. Like you're gonna want to be in a car, or you're gonna want to. Um, it's really take a different train. You really are gonna want a car you, to drive out to these places. There were several places that we didn't go to, like Forest Dean, where they would they use for um, a lot of the films. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's a lot of locations that are sort of nearby that if you had a car, you could bop around and hit. Yeah, right. It's easier. I yeah. mean, you'd have to get used to driving on the other side of the road, but it's not that it's hard. It's not that hard. No, it's not that hard. No. We, I did it in Ireland and then doing it again through Scotland, it yeah. wasn't that big a deal. Right. Uh, so that was it for England for us. Yeah, we ended uh, up flying out of Edinburgh. Yeah, flew to Edinburgh from Heathrow. Heathrow. Yeah. Yep. And... Oh my God, Edinburgh! Edinburgh, the highlight of the trip, almost it is the most incredible city, and you can absolutely see how she wrote these books in that city. Yeah, I didn't know that <laughs> until I got there, and you told me that. Yeah, like, that that's not just really where they film stuff. Like that's where she was the broke she, yeah. writer and wrote at the cafes and like was inspired by the, the backdrop of that city. The it's back, incredible. Yeah. I'm you, so glad we went. You I'm so glad I got it. to see that city. It's almost, for fans, if you can't do London, if you ha- if you can only pick one, you, you, you should do Edinburgh. I would do Edinburgh. Um, although, Even though I've been to London before. And like, London's great, and there's a lot there, obviously, for fans. There's stuff there, and, you know, if you can do it, great. But Edinburgh is really the soul of these stories, and her. And you can – there's there's a cafe that she wrote a lot in called Elephant House, which has become very touristy. It's super touristy. Yeah. It's, like, right in the heart of the city. And, you know, they have pictures of her back in 1999 yeah. when she was, like, writing it. And they have, you know, Harry Potter fan art up on the walls. But the food is pretty the food's good. food's really good it's not hacky nope. it's like pretty good food and they not had that a, expensive not that expensive they had a cool uh, scottish coffee with like oh, a yeah. with a nice shot of whiskey that in was it nice and a rainy day it was pissing rain so it was nice to have like a oh we i had a steak and ale pie and it was yeah. really really good i had a pie too i don't remember what kind but it was i think good. you had the chicken yeah. i think you got the, yeah and that, that fuck i was like because it came with mashed potatoes right. and a really good. nice gravy and you don't know what to expect when they sell like cakes and sh- you yeah, know tarts yeah. and coffee it's a coffee shop you know but i wanted to get something that you know they're good at Right. Meat pies. They're good at those. And I was not disappointed at all. It was delicious. Well, and what's cool about going there is that you can sort of do a little bit of a pilgrimage. Um, You can walk down Victoria Street, which is where, well, originally it was thought of as the the inspiration for Diagon Alley. Recently, uh, J.K. Rowling had come out to say that, no, it wasn't. And a lot of fans were upset that she said that because... Let it be, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, because well, when you get there, it does look like it. Well, because it winds down, and there's yeah. all these shops on either side, and it's kind of narrow. Yep. And I could imagine if it was on a very busy day, it would look like it. And so, there's some really cool shops. Well, man. there's a, a very cool Harry Potter shop there. Oh yeah, it's not a very touristy, cheesy shop. No, it's, it's got not. Really awesome stuff, in and it's it. like two floors. And it looks like an old house. It's really cool. You're going to want to go there for sure. So Victoria, so you can do that. You can do the elephant house. And then Greyfriars Kirkyard is a graveyard where 
um, it's the Tom Riddle grave site mm-hmm. from Goblet of Fire. However, keep in mind, that was all on a set when they actually are in a grave site in the film. Mm. What this is is an actual guy named Tom Riddle who's buried there. And you yeah. can go see his grave. You can. And unfortunately, what's happened is that so many tours and people have done that that it's the grass has turned to mud. Yeah. And, so, and it was raining. It was so raining we were really walking in like crazy slush deep mud. mud. Mucky, mucky, mud, mud. To wetty, walk muddy, down muddy. and see this guy Tom Riddle's grave. Yeah, and it's not even a shot location. And it's just some poor guy named Tom Riddle. Yeah, so it's like apparently a, influenced apparently. the character. So that's one that you could maybe skip. Yeah, I don't know. Although just, she's got a grave site that apparently... I don't know if that's a grave site. site. Her name's on a, like a site. And then Arthur Conan... Uh, Doyle. Doyle's there. Um, Walter Scott's there. Yeah, and I don't know if those are just people, famous authors or famous poets. Because what was his name? Burns was there. Robert and they're all, Burns. They're all like, up against this wall, but they're behind the walls are these little Scottish plots. Writers. These little yeah. plots. And so you think, is that where she's going to be buried when she dies? Because it's like a neon sign that's not lit up. Yeah. It it's wasn't a little, like you know, it wasn't like a sort of stop sign style thing. It was like a neon yeah, lettering sign bizarre. covered in plastic that probably lights up when it's dark maybe so i, I was know. like i don't know if that's where these motherfuckers are buried buried or if it's just these are famous scottish writers in a graveyard and they ha- and, and we went to the um which you should absolutely do if you're in edinburgh is the writers museum oh that's which cool was robert louis stevenson uh uh, Walter Scott and Robert Burns. Robert, Robert Burns. Burns is really Scotland's hero. He's yeah. a poet. Um, he he actually wrote Old Lang Syne, yeah. but he's written many famous poems that you probably would know. How and does that song go so people know? May old acquaintance be forgot. Yeah, the song everyone wrote, sings. Yeah, yeah, he wrote the lyrics set. Yeah, but he wrote very famous poems, and he was he was an interesting character. I mean, he died at thirty seven on Yikes. the same day that his ninth child was born. Wow, he died of rheumatoid fever Yikes. from not from being a child laborer, basically. He as a young as, as a, a young man, boy, I mean, he, to work the fields right. and stuff, and he had poor health, but he he took on sort of the his poems were very much taking on sort of social justice oh. and he oh, wow. in 2009 he was voted um scotland's most important and greatest scot over ever. william wallace over everyone and how about that i mean m- as americans we automatically think uh, william wallace but, oh no 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 but that's you know the, robert burns it, it, every there are more street names after robert burns in the uk than any other person go figure so he's very important to the city, and you feel it. And and it's in this house. It was someone's. It was like a rich dowager's house. Yeah, it got yeah. passed down from generation to generation. Then it was sort of uh, given to the city of Edinburgh as a right. historical monument. But the house itself, like wow, somebody really lived in this place. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's right in the center of Edinburgh, up this little winding street. It's and beautiful. The street. The city's so cool. The layout yeah. is so sort of you know old victorian style yep and it, they've really kept it true to its roots you and, know it's fun just to bop around that little city it's well, so cool and you can it's a manageable city to bop around we stayed on hill street which is around the corner from rose street which is kind of a famous area where where uh dining you know restaurants mm-hmm. are but then really about 15 minutes from us was edinburgh castle yeah we walked the whole t- everywhere you gotta go to you gotta go to that one it's a fortified 
military base, basically, yeah. with cannons. They have all the cannons where they would have been, and, you know, they're recreated cannons and stuff. But yep. you have a full panoramic view of the entire city and it, the ocean. Yeah. You're like, you get how, why it was such a prized location for right. a naval or army base you yeah, know yeah. prisoners of war all the way up to world war ii were held there and freaking they have a lot of really cool artifacts yeah it was basically a prison castle yeah. right yeah yeah all the way up to world war one world war ii like yep. straight up all the they going all the way back to like the pirates of the caribbean era yeah. where they were holding like black bart and stuff right, was held there right. and stuff there was. There yeah, was, yeah there really was and they had like katanas from right. uh world war ii japanese officers and stuff like that it was really cool really great really museums cool within Re- the great castle. museums yeah. yeah they had a uh, sort of like weaponry and military museum of scotland that right. rivaled the one we saw in cody wyoming oh Remember yeah that? that's right that one was intense that was the buffalo I'm, bill museum that was buff- yeah. but then the, also the fucking private collection guy that had a museum oh was yeah, intense the Cody, um, gun show or yeah. whatever the fuck it was his, his dug up gun show gun yeah. museum because that's that's a guy's collection yeah that is not some curated know, that was incredible that was incredible some dude goes some to gun shows dude. has like literally a thousand plus historical guns and weapons. One other thing when you're in, if you do go to, because you're probably going to do it, is go to the grave site. Um, well, and there's a famous story there. There's um, Grave Fires Kirk, um, Bobby Fires Bar around the corner, and apparently there's a statue, a sculpture of a dog buried in the graveyard. And yeah, you'll see the dog sculpture. buried there, and the owner's buried there, and there's a sort of Scottish story about it that may or may not be true, but it's like one of the city's lures. Mm-hmm. And then you can see through the gates there George Harriet's school, which is a working... Uh, Private school. Elementary school. Yeah, for little babies. And it looks like Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. It looks like it was the inspiration and for It was Hogwarts. funny because we came like during recess or something. And there come the little beepoos and their little outfits. <laughs> their little, walking like, through. Do-do-do, walking through the graveyard yeah. to go to school. It was so funny. I know. And their little teachers and Yeah, stuff. and little aides. And here's a tour of aides. people right. taking pictures. And some guy and... dresses Harry Potter giving a tour. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, bus- it's a business it's for sure. It's a big sure. business in that Huge city. business. It's everywhere. Don't get that fucked up. I definitely want to go back for the Fringe Festival, which yeah. is another huge thing in Edinburgh, which I found out my dad went to in like the late 70s. Before wow. I even met my mom, he said he saw uh, a theatrical performance of Macbeth in that castle. Oh, that would be amazing. Right? I'm like, you ever yeah. told me you went to Edinburgh, let alone Scotland, let alone the Fringe Festival. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, Fringe yeah. Festival is one of the oldest and it's it's largest big, largest art festivals in the world. Right? Yeah, and it goes on for like eight weeks. Yeah. And it's comedy and theater and music. art shows, music, the whole yeah. thing. The whole city turns into like this freak it would show. Be incredible. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I know a lot of guys in comedy that do that shit every year. Wow. Yeah, do like 20 shows. Well, so one other location that she supposedly wrote some of the books in was this cafe called Spoon, which we went to for my birthday. Yeah, you spent your birthday in Scotland. I did, which was awesome. And uh, that was really nice. That was like the nicest thing. Yeah. It was up. It's not on the tourist grid really at all. There's a lot of people just working and drinking coffee. No pictures of her in there. No, Harry Potter. No. Okay. No, not at all. They not don't at milk all. that, which kind of made it nicer. Well, it's cool. It's on a second floor, so you yeah. can see out over the street, and it's got a lot of room to spread out. A lot of people just, yeah, a lot of college students working on stuff, typing on stuff, people just having coffee. and 
that's more my vibe than yeah. like, oh, whoa, here's where she sat. And it was here's so a picture. much nicer. It and was, the food was good. And the service was good. And yeah. the coffee was very good. Yeah. Yeah, so I like that place. I definitely check almost, that place out. Yeah, I definitely check that place I mean, place go out. to both, but the Spoon is chill. I like that place very much. That's kind of my speed for a cafe. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so Edinburgh, from Edinburgh... Uh, we went to the Scottish Highlands. We rented a car. Yeah, really nice little new Toyota CHR. Yeah. Like a compact SUV. And it really served its purpose. Yeah, it's nice. Brand new. And it's funny because I had seen this car like sort of in LA. I'm like, what? It's kind of, it stands out. It's got like some harsh, hard lines and uh, it's got like a little fin in the back and stuff. I never seen a Toyota like that. And then I asked him like, what's our renter car? He's like, oh, Toyota CHR. I was like, oh. I actually like watched a review on that on YouTube just yeah. to see what it was all about, and it drove very nice, it drove really nice. even on the other side of the ro- of the road. Yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of funny. That uh, was really pretty easy to get out of Edinburgh. It was and nice we drove, drive. Nice drive. We drove through Stirling. Yeah, you want to go to, to Stirling, Stirling Castle. Castle, which was really nice. That's where Robert the Bruce was yeah, crowned a, king. And there's shit. a big like, uh, uh, sculpture of the Bruce um, up there, sort of looming over. It's really cool, and there's a great pub that we went to and yeah. had a nice lunch. A really cool, uh, good food, good layout. Yep. Really looked, and it's been around. It was like a private boarding school or a private boys' school in like the eighteenth century or something. The pub? Yeah. Oh, I it was didn't a boys' school. That. Yeah, they had a whole oh, little yeah. breakdown. Oh of yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. Was, yeah. It's funny, man. The history in those places. It was a good place to stop in between edinburgh and getting to the highlands which was like fort william area yeah we stayed in onyx which is right near fort william and glencoe which is a really good base for potter fans because so much of what you want to see in that area is in that is right it's a perfect base and Mm -hmm. we actually stayed in a cottage yeah two-story sort of condo cottage yeah that we got from on home away and that was awesome. Yeah, that was really nice. It was, you know, you're, you have the place to yourself. You have it's your own front door, that parking spot. It's like having a little home. Right. You know, there's a living room, full kitchen. You can, which helped could save a lot of money because we just got into one of their grocery stores, bought a bunch of stuff. We were able to make breakfasts and make dinners and then maybe get a little lunch out when you're doing stuff. You which know? we did in Edinburgh. We should stay. We, 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 we stayed at a place called the Royal Prince Suites on Hill Street, which was... Really, an apartment. That was an apartment, too. too. That was in Edinburgh, yeah. Yeah. And that was great. It was two floors, big, big living room, then an uh, elevated bedroom. And then there was a little sort of kitchenette en suite of the bedroom and the bathroom was right there en suite. Uh, Two TVs. Two TVs. Yeah, big flat screen TVs. There was a dining room table. We were on the top floor. Yeah, it was really nice. And that we were in walking distance of everything. Everything. It was great. It's much nicer than just a hotel room. But the Highlands is like, I understand why the locals call it God's country. It's incredible. There's a lot of places that are called God's country. And this is definitely one of <laughs> those places, for real. man, for real. It's yeah. fucking, it's one of something you want to see before you die. Oh like, my God. You know, it's a bucket list place for sure. For sure. Yeah, I was really blown away by it and it makes you want to live there. It makes you want to like, oh yeah, that's you how saw, I like, felt. Well, you see like cottage for sale, like sold. I'll take one uh, cottage, yeah. please. <laughs> like we were driving up to Loch Ness. It's like, okay, I'll just Airbnb it and stay there, you know, a month of the year. And, yeah. You know, get all that fresh Scottish Highland air. Oh, the air, air. is incredible. Yeah. And we did Feels like it drive. adds years to your life. 
We did drive to Loch Ness. And Which we is went, cool, man. That was really beautiful. And we did go to Urquhart Castle. That was awesome, too. Which is dates back to the 10th century, I believe. And there's a lot of wars waged in that castle. Yeah. And you can tell because there's, there's not much of it left. You know, it's, no. Yeah, they never rebuilt after like the final siege. And they had a trebuchet outside that was used to siege the fucking castle. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah, and they filmed a lot of Highlander there, you said. Um, the Highlander, original Highlander. The original yeah. Highlander was filmed there. You, Which is, it, like, it definitely looks like it. That was my thing that I yeah. geeked out. I love that movie, yeah. man. I love that movie. I was like, they filmed Highlander here? Yeah. I want pictures. Yeah. Pictures. So, and Loch Ness itself is quite incredible. Massive. Yeah. Like, just driving through Loch Ness and getting to the actual... Loch Ness, Nessie, whatever. There is like a tourist. visitors tourist in in the little drum, drum hagmemhemen. Oh, it's tough. That Gaelic is there's, tough. <laughs> there's a there's a visitor center. Um, we felt like it was like not really worth doing it. Yeah, we kind of went in and we're like, yeah. it's going to be that same picture of Nessie and, you know, a bunch of people talking about how they never could find it. It seemed a little sad. Yeah, it was kind of sad. But we had a great lunch in the little village there. Yeah, it was like the Loch Ness Deli. It and, was awesome. And it was called, yeah, Deli because there's a couple of restaurants. Right. But yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. One of the best fish and chips. Like it tasted like the, they caught that fish in that nest right. in that lock this morning. Yeah. You know. Probably did. They probably did. It was delicious. Yeah. You have to have fish and chips at least once. Uh we also went to the Ben Nevis distillery which is at the foot of Ben Nevis which is the highest point the in highest uh, peak in the UK. All of UK. All of UK. And they get there it's the distillery open 1825 and they get their spring water from the same spring. They did in 1825 at the top of that mountain of Ben wow. Nevis. Yeah, and you see the like the where the water pumps are, and it's going down, feeding into the distillery. Yeah, it was great. We did. We got some pretty you sweet samples. It. Oh, it was like a highlight. Like we we uh, we went in the off season, of course. Right. And they have a sort of scale of um, uh, admission, and with each higher price, you get more tastings. Mm-hmm. And we just did the base one, like five pounds, one tasting. Okay, whatever. We see the thing, and we sort of hit it off with the tour guide. And so by the end of it, with the tasting, we're trying the like twenty-five-year-old yeah. scotch, and we just got to try them all because there was no one there. It was yeah. us and like these four Spanish people. Because a side note. Uh, Scotland is filled with Spanish tourists. All over the... All Everywhere. Over. Wherever Bus you loads. go in Edinburgh, there's about five different tours groups of Spanish tourists. And we don't tourists. mean like Spanish, like South America. No, like Spain. Spain. Yeah. Spain, Spain, Spain. Everywhere. Don't know. Never got to the we bottom of really it. We never really did. But it's, it's something that they all talk about. Locals. The locals, yeah. It's talked about. It's sort of joked about. I don't understand why. In all times of year, I guess, because this is yeah. January in Scotland. Spain has some of the best weather in the world, and they're in you know muddy, rainy, cold Scotland. Different. I think so. I think yeah. that must be it. They just want some sort of like. It's close. If you look at the map, it's very close. Oh, yeah, easy so, to get. To. Easy to get to. Completely different weather. That well, must the be it. Brits go to Spain for this like their vacation that, a lot, and so do Scots. A lot of Scottish people go to Spain. Yeah. I guess there's a lot of back and forth between those two countries. I, I was Googling it, like, straight up. Like, what's the significance here? And it's not... I didn't really get a, like, 
straight answer. I guess that's why uh, Spain was one of the first countries to work out a deal with them on Brexit. Probably. <laughs> but either way, <laughs> I should say that 25-year-old scotch might have been the nicest whiskey I've ever had. Yeah. yeah. And it's 250 pounds a yeah. bottle. And we got each like a little baby shot. So yeah. probably, they probably they gave us... They do baby shots there. They do one-ounce pours. Yeah. Because we were looking... I remember we were looking at the, the menu, just whatever bar, and it's like, you know, four pounds for... A Bushmills. And you're like, oh, that's a good deal. Because that's, you know. Right. And then they give it to you. you get it. Well, and they ask you, do you want a double? And I'm like, no, I don't want a yeah. double. And then they hand it to you. I'm like, well, if I knew you were giving me a single yeah. uh, of one ounce pour, then I guess I have to get a double. Right. Which makes it eight pounds, which makes which it $12, is normal. which is normal. Yeah. yeah. At a fucking bar. Buyer beware. Yeah. When you're out getting shots in the UK, you want a double. You, you just, yeah, you should just make that the single turkey. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you pouring one ounce shots for anybody? What is this going to, they give it to me in a, in a tumbler glass and I'm like, there's nothing in here. Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, did you spill and forget to put it in there? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah we were really funny. puzzled by that yeah. when we did that at the hotel bar in London. Yeah. Even. Uh, they're like, here you are, sir. And I'm like, um, like, what did you do? Spit in this? Like, what is this? Like, this is my whiskey yeah, i guess i do want a double yeah <laughs> well so as far as potter fans for the highlands there's a lot going on the most significant and probably the number one place for fans in the uk is the um glenfinnan viaduct which is where the hogwarts express passes through and it's actually the jacobite express it's a real working steam train mm -hmm. It's seasonal. It stops running at the end of October. They do have Christmas runs, though. Mm -hmm. um, you need to check their website if you're going um, because you can go to Fort William and actually go visit and do a tour of the train itself. Or you can take the train and you oh. can literally ride over the viaduct and yeah. be like you're going to Hogwarts. I'm going to Hogwarts. But there's a visitor center. And if you're going up there, you're going to want to pull over at the the Glenfinnan Visitor Center and not keep going and think because a Google Maps will send you on a wild goose chase. Goose yeah, chase. it's there. That's it's where there. it's at. You, you go to the Visitor Center. And I got to say, Scottish tourism, they really it's well organized. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's they, really cool, actually. Yeah. The cell phone coverage was great. They have toilets everywhere. It's everywhere. Whereas London, there's no public restrooms. And you there's no public trash cans. No. I found myself holding on to garbage for what felt like hours. Where the yeah. fuck are the bins? They all call them. You have a special name for it. You know, every like, even like train stations. I'll see one. It's like across the station yeah. here in our, you know, in LA or California, whatever, everywhere. everywhere. Every well, couple blocks, you know. One of the reasons for that is that their laws are very strict for recycling. Like in Scotland, remember? Oh yeah, we, there you have to they you know you have, a comp, you have to separate everything compost, landfill, um, landfill plastics, mixed plastics, yep. glass and bottles glass somewhere is separate. else. Yeah. yeah, glass is separate altogether. Yeah, it's Which interesting. Is great. Yeah, I mean, it is probably better. For, and they're they're very prideful people of their country. Yeah, and they should be. It's fucking incredible. But there's a lot of Scottish pride, and I'm sure that is a big root for it of like keeping this landscape. Yeah clean nice don't flood up the locks with dirty plastic no that lasts for a billion years I before know. it breaks down or whatever it is but but there's so you go to the glenfinnan viaduct and you can go in the tourist center there and there's a little cafe which is very nice we mm -hmm. have like a coffee and a really yummy piece of cake walnut scottish cake awesome. something something yeah. yeah it was really cool and then you can walk up a little bit of a trail and there you are Looking at the that iconic 
you know, viaduct where the Hogwarts Express goes past. And it's, a mo- it's I went, I saw some, there were some other Americans there, and I saw when they walked up, they went, oh, oh my God, there yeah. it is. They were fans. Yeah. And it is one of those moments. There's, there's, I mean, there's a lot of filming locations to hit in the UK, but mm-hmm. I have pulled out about eight to ten that are moments where you go, oh my God. Yeah. And you will find them all on our website in my blog post. But and it's this beautiful is one of regardless. Them. Like the, oh, yes. the, the scenery is, is second to none. And it, every, like you said, you can't take a bad picture in oh, of that uh, in it's Scotland. in Scotland in yeah. the Highlands. Like just the mountainscapes and the way the sun sh- shines through yeah. the clouds. We saw like this rainbow. I had oh, never yeah. seen such a fully formed rainbow. Every color was represented. It was yeah. like this straight up freaking arcing that was bow incredible. of beautiful, like just vibrant yeah. color i'd never for seen a, while, a rainbow we were driving with it for yeah for miles this is yeah. giant rainbow i loved it i had never i haven't seen I, I gotta say i haven't seen a i don't know since i was a kid i've seen a rainbow you yeah. know what i mean and then to see that just stand out in the middle of everything like it looked like, it they like were, wow we're yeah the, we're in the pot of gold here yeah it looked like the aliens <laughs> were landing yeah gay aliens for god's sakes they're <laughs> landing and they're converting us and it feels good <laughs> um so in that whole area where the Glenfinnan uh, viaduct is, you can drive up a little further and see where Dumbledore's uh, resting place is that was in Deathly Hallows. And I think it was also in Half-Blood Prince. But there's that. There's some great – there's the scene where in um, Azkaban, Buckbeak uh, and Harry fly over the lock and he Buckbeak puts his foot in the water. That lock is right there. Uh, and it's the also, same place, yeah. yeah. So there's, I mean, you can drive. There's some spots you can hit in that area very easily. Uh, but I absolutely, you got to go see the viaduct. Yeah. And, and if you can time it right so that there's a train, you find out the schedule and there's a train coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would really send you over. Um, other, another one that was a huge moment for me uh, is the Clock Egg Inn in Glencoe, which was very close to where we were staying. And it's the location of Hagrid's Hut in Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, that was a cool hotel, too. Oh, my God. It's so cool. And really, again, really good food. Yeah. If you get what, I got this, like, wild game pie, and it was rabbit and venison and duck. Right. And with juniper berries and blackberries and gravy, and, and it's fucking awesome. And I had haggis for the first time, and, and it was, it was good. awesome. Yeah, it was really good. It was so good. It's not, you're not getting, like, slimy entrails. It's no, like the it was way delicious. It's, it's with the barley and the meats and the flavor. Yeah, yeah I was... Yeah, it tastes as good as anything else. The food, we had really good food we in Scotland. We had really good food. I don't understand what why they get shit on for their food. I think England gets shit. Well, I think when people think of Scotland, they just think of haggis, some gross thing, but it's not gross. It's not gross. And uh, everywhere else, the food is made with a lot of care. Yeah. You know, I got to say. Fresh. I, fresh. Everything's fresh. Everything's local. Yeah. Like, we bought lamb chops from just whatever supermarket. In Fort we, William. Yeah. And we, I went back and we, I made them on the stove just with the cast iron. And it was some of the best lamb I've ever had. I know. And it was just like they're regular because that's what everywhere you're surrounded by sheep. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to have very fresh lamb. Right. So, you, that's what you buy because you know it's going to be fresh. Right. And it, I did nothing. It did, but I put a little salt and pepper in, in the cast iron and it was some of the most tender, so delicious good. lamb I've ever had. Yeah. Is from their stupid grocery store. Who cares? You know what I mean? It's delicious. So the Hagrid's Hut, though, it's not there. The hut's not there. But if you're the a fan yeah. 
and you you they will actually give you a map to the location at the Clack Egg Inn mm-hmm. if you go to the front desk. It's a very there. short walk, but it's a fun walk. It, but it's a little confusing, and I'm going to try to map it out in my article um, because you got to do it. And you walk up, you you kind of follow this little trail. It's not really there. Um, and the guy, the hotel people will say, well, there's no trail, but you can there's see it. There's a trail. It. Yeah, you there's see a trail. It. Um, You're it's, not tracking anything. Yeah. No. And you, you follow it up, and as soon as you get to it, you know it's that. And I have some pictures on our Instagram at Harold Modcast where it's literally you can see next to it the, when his hut was there. They built it. Yeah. And they had to do so much. Like, we couldn't believe it when we're walking up there. How did they get the film crew up there? Yeah, cameras, rigging. They had to rigging, build a whole yeah. stone wall, Lighting, yeah. the hut, everything. Trailers for the actors. Yeah, those narrow, narrow, winding roads. Yeah. Like, we, you know, just driving in our little Toyota, it was like tight. You I know? don't know how they did it. I have no idea. But, but for yeah. fans, uh, it's when in Azkaban... You know, when they have to do that whole go back in time and when Buckbeat's going to get executed and they're, you, they're walking down to go to Hagrid's hut, it, that's the site we're talking about. It's very mm. iconic. And you, you instantly see it and you instantly go, oh, my God, there's the lock behind it and there's the tree. And Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. But it's gorgeous anyways. It's yeah. just like you see – you look up at the mountains and there's this layer of mist that sort of sits yeah, like a sits, ring. Like this fog that just sits on the peaks yeah. of the mountains. Yeah, and it rains and then it stops and the sun comes out. It's and You can have your sunglasses and your raincoat and your umbrella. And, yeah. You know, it's really interesting weather, man. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, I mean – and they joke about how you could like have all four seasons in a, yeah, day. In a day yeah and it's true <laughs> it even like snowed for a little here and there yeah, yeah. we did have all then four seasons then the snow uh, that snow would melt when the bright sun would come right. back out yeah it's fascinating it'd be sort of manic to live in but i guess you get used to it i don't uh, know it's gorgeous though yeah it's gorgeous Who we cares? did experience bagpipers in edinburgh yeah that was cool at, at uh, edinburgh castle which mm-hmm. is very cool mm-hmm. um and we also, we ended up the trip, our last stop on the trip, which was not a Potter place, but um, was kind of our, uh, it was actually where my ancestors are from is Glasgow. Um, and Glasgow is a different kind of city than Edinburgh. It's more industrial. Mm-hmm. There's some amazing uh, history. Um, our wonderful concierge at the Fraser Suites, Malcolm Ferguson, shout out. Yeah. Uh, he drew us up a nice map. Yes. Because we, like, we do, we have one full day here. Like, what should we see? We're, you know, there's like the shopping district and there's like, they have their own little West End. And he's right. like, well, if you're here, you're going to want to see, you know, their cathedral. And there they have a necropolis that is, sits on the very top of that the city. Cool. And you can see the whole city from this, all these old mausoleums and tombs and stuff. And, right. Yeah, I really like Glasgow. I yeah. liked it. They had a bunch of cool thrift stores and they had a bunch of really, oh, yeah. they had their own sort of promenade. Yep. They have their own tube. The like tube this mini was cool. Tube. It yeah. went in a circle around the city. So there's like an inner and an outer. Yeah. And it just cir- goes in a circle. Yeah. And it's very clean and yep. well managed. And I really appreciate it just to see how it ran. Take, Easy to take get it. around and all the transportation there and, and walk. I mean, it was yeah, more, mostly walking. We yeah, did a lot of not? walking. And um, big shout out to. A shawarma place, which is the best shawarma ever, Pasha Glasgow. 
oh, which yeah. we ended up eating two Twice, nights in a yeah. row because it's so good. Well, because I ordered just like the donor kebab plate. Yeah. And then there was this guy, Lebanese guy, whatever, and he was eating what looked like these little lamb chops. Yeah. And I asked the dude that we had ordered the food from, I'm like, dude, what's he eating? That looks really good. And he's like, oh, lamb, those are the lamb chops. Like, yeah. they're, they're like mini. You get like 10 in a serving. Yeah. And then the guy's like, my friend. Come here. And he like gave me one of his lamb chops yeah. to try. And then he gave you he one. He gave me one. And they were so good that There's, we came yeah, back we the like, next we're day. We're coming back to get this. And I ordered that full plate. It was and the, I got some the of the shank. best lamb. You got the lamb shank. It was so yeah. tender, man. They know how to do lamb in the Middle East. And there's a lot of Middle Eastern uh, representation in the UK. Yeah. They were a lot of authentic. A lot. Yeah. And very great. authentic. It, you, but these guys, these guys are awesome. the owner was so cool to us. And it was very cheap. Like we were looking for just affordable, tasty stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? We didn't go uh, find dining on this trip that was very inexpensive yeah very expensive like 14 pounds for a whole meal right and we went there fucking twice i mean it was like nine pounds ten pounds well the first night was like nine ten ten pounds and then the second night when we got like the chopped plate and stuff it was like 14 15 which is still very cheap for the giant plate of food rice salad awesome baklava oh yeah great baklava yeah yeah we took some back to the hotel to have some nice tea yep on our last night i was yeah i really like glasgow yeah I mean, I can't say enough about how wonderful Scotland is in general. Um, so yeah, I'm glad because I've been to Ireland now. I've been to England. So it's cool to actually see Scotland, see what it's all about. Yeah. And it did not disappoint. It felt like a fairyland. It is. The Highlands <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I mean, it really feels like Middle Earth meets, yeah, you know, fucking something. the movie Legend with Tom Cruise, you know? Yeah. But you definitely see, as a Harry Potter fan, you got to do it. Because you, you can feel it. You see the influence. You can see how she was influenced by it. It's all derived. I mean, you know, Hogwarts Castle is supposed to be in the Highlands of Scotland. Oh, really? And, yeah. And you see it. You feel it. You just, it's, as if you're a fan, you've got to do this trip for sure. Um, and we will be, there'll be more about this. As I said, I'm going to do a big comprehensive blog post. And mm-hmm. uh, you can view that on our website at the hmcnetwork.com. Now that we're back, we will have some back to movie business. reviews. We've got Winchester, uh, Winchester, which was mediocre, mediocre, and uh, Black Panther. Black Panther coming up. Yep. Yep. And we'll have some streaming stuff to review too. Yeah. Heck yeah. So I uh, hope you didn't miss us too much. Yep. Back and better than ever in 2018. Better than ever 2018. Yeah, buddy. All right. Thanks, jerks. Thanks, jerks. It's always a pleasure. See you. And I will